Good evening. This is the Bottom Rock Podcast. Today's episode is about sleep, the science of sleep, and its impact on mental health and the and happiness for your well-being. This week in the clinic was pretty busy. There was Ted was in town. Ted Talks was in town uh, in Vancouver, and there were a lot of people from out of town who were coming in for treatment, and it really showed the impact and remind me of the impact of sleep on all of us. There's also a lot of university students who are coming in who have been studying for, studying for exams. Um, high school students are getting geared up for, for exams coming up in June, and they're finishing up their last um, projects for the year. And then the accountants coming in are finishing up taxes and finishing up the bookkeeping. And everybody is just a little bit kind of agitated, restless, and getting a little bit more irritated. And their their body is in a little bit more pain. I think because of the weather out here in Vancouver, it's been a lot cooler than normal. A lot more rain. Uh, but I can see on the weather, it's going to be a little bit better Um Next weekend, by next weekend, it's going to be 27 out here in Coquitlam, just outside of Vancouver. Today is April the 22nd. It's a Saturday evening. The Maple Leafs have won their third game. So they were up uh, now 2-1 in the series against Tampa. The Blue Jays lost today, so that's a bit disappointing. But they have a great start to the season. And everybody just seems like they're ready to kind of shake the winter blues the spring cleaning and really kind of get geared up in their exercise for the the later spring warmer days in summertime so i just wanted to touch base about some of the impact of sleep and the science of sleep because um because of the irritation that i saw with people and how it's impacting their physical body And I wanted to start off by highlighting Dr. Matthew Walker's book called Why We Sleep. It's an awesome book. I read it a couple years ago. And there's a great quote in the book. The best bridge between despair and hope is a good night's sleep. Like I said, it's been quite gray and rainy out here in in BC. I know Ontario and across Canada has been a little bit nicer the last couple weeks, a little bit warmer. So, uh out here we're feeling a bit, little bit more despair and we need a little bit ho- more hope so hopefully people will get a, a good night's sleep. And a little bit later on in the episode I'm going to share one uh, tip that I have with uh, a nice bone broth recipe that I've created and I put up on the website on the clinic website that I work in and uh, that really helps me get to uh, a great night's sleep as well when I put a drink a cup before bed. Um, so moving into the podcast a little bit more, uh, getting, getting enough sleep is crucial for our our mental health during sleep. Our brains are hard at work, processing and consolidating memories, repairing cells and tissues and regulating hormones. This is why lack of sleep can cause mood swings, irritability, and other mental health issues. Good quality sleep on the other hand can improve our mood increase our ability to cope with stress, and enhance our overall well-being. So prioritize getting enough sleep each night, and you'll notice positive changes in your mental health and daily life. How can we do that? 
Well, pretty soon we'll get into a couple of different um, physical exercises that we can do, some nutritional science that we can do, and then also a couple of things that we can avoid. But before we get into that, I wanted to share with you the difference between REM, which is rapid eye movement, and deep sleep. People are often thinking about REM and deep sleep as the same kind of thing, but they're actually two distinct stages of the sleep cycle. During deep sleep, our bodies are in a state of physical restoration and our brain waves are slow and steady, more into the delta waves. This is why our body repairs and rejuvenates itself. REM sleep, on the other hand, is when our brain activity is high and our eyes move rapidly under our eyelids. This is the stage of sleep where we dream. Our brains consolidate memories and process emotions. Both deep sleep and REM sleep are important for our overall health and well-being, and getting enough of both is key to feeling rested and refreshed. If you're not really sure which one you're getting more of or less of, you can try wearing an Apple Watch or the Fitbit or any kind of uh, app you can put onto your phone or onto uh, yourself, onto your wrist, and it will track the sleep. It, it tracks your heart rate. It tracks your uh, movement, your breathing patterns, and it's a great way to kind of check in on which quality of sleep you're getting. A lot of people who are uh, eating later at night, um, using things like cannabis or drinking uh, alcohol a little bit too um, close to bedtime, are going to have not as much REM sleep, so they're not going to dream as much, and um, they're not going to really get the restorative sleep. Versus the people who are in um, rehab and recovery um, after um, operations, once they get away from the prescriptions, they're able to get into deeper um, sleep and go through a lot more of the REM cycles so that they get a lot more dreaming and uh, they require a lot more sleep as well. Um, they're generally more fatigued because their body is, is recovering um, at such an accelerated rate because of the, the healing that's happening. And exercise is an excellent way to improve sleep. So some tips that are particularly beneficial. One, aerobic exercise. I know for myself, aerobic exercise includes uh, running generally in the earlier mornings on the weekends or uh, later evenings after work. Uh, if I can even just get out for a three-kilometer easy jog um, that helps me sleep versus a, a faster jog or a, a different type of sport. Um, aerobic exercise such as walking, running, swimming, or cycling can improve uh, and, and, and promote better sleep. It can reduce stress and anxiety. It will get off that negative energy that you had during the day and can and which will interfere with our sleep. And it can also increase our endorphins, which are chemicals in the brain that promote um, feelings of well-being and happiness. I find just getting out for a quick jog uh, after a long day will help to um, change our perspective. That's where I get a lot of different business ideas. I get a lot of different ideas of how to communicate with friends and family. And it just helps me kind of decompress from the day and look forward to the next day and look at some of the longer-term visions. Uh, the other thing that we can do is yoga. Yoga is a form of exercise that it focuses on breathing, stretching, and relaxation. 
Sometimes people like to do this before bed. Um, throw up a YouTube video if you don't know how. Just simply type into YouTube or Google uh, yoga techniques or five-minute yoga routine for um, sleep help. It will help reduce stress and promote relaxation, which can also improve sleep quality. And then strength training. Uh, so lifting weights, dumbbells, kettlebells, uh, getting into the gym or doing some band work uh, if you don't have space uh, at your home, in condos or apartments, uh, wherever you are, strength training with um, just a little bit of resistance will help um, improve overall physical health and promote better sleep. Because just like when a kid goes to the amusement park, they're going to burn themselves out. I've mentioned the phrenic nerve uh, on this podcast a number of times. The phrenic nerve innervates the, the bottom of the heart, the pericardium, the diaphragm and top of the stomach. This is that sympathetic nerve that needs to burn out so that that vagus nerve, the parasympathetic nerve, the rest and digest nerve can then be activated to um, kind of cool our body kind of soothe our body and get our body into that deep uh, relaxation state so that we get into that better sleep it's worth noting that the timing of exercise can also affect sleep quality for some people though um, exercising too close to bedtime can make it difficult to fall asleep like i said that kind of intense run or intense kind of um, workout um, without burning ourselves out too much uh, will make it difficult to fall asleep it's best to finish exercising at least a few hours before bedtime to allow our body and our mind to wind down and prepare for sleep it's a bit challenging sometimes though so uh, just go a little bit slower if you're wearing that device on on your wrist or um, checking in with your heart rate keep to the level two training method so about 70 percent of your max heart rate just around like 135 to 145 uh, beats per minute generally uh, anything below 150 will keep you in that nice um, easy state of exercise and uh, helps your ATP production and, and all that kind of stuff like I said bone broth so after that um, evening exercise or the yoga um, I put up this awesome um, recipe of bone broth uh, some people don't like the name bone broth, but it's essentially just soup. Um, I, it's on the website, activesolutionsmedicine.com, all, all one word, all together, activesolutionsmedicine.com. Just click on the link that says recipes. I put up some new pages with the recipes. They're easily explained, easy to find, very affordable. As I said, it's Saturday night. I like to make my bone broth um, for the week um, on Sundays. So throw all those ingredients into a slow cooker or into a large pot. Put the oven on um, low, the stovetop on low or the slow cooker. Let it just simmer for 8 to 12 hours. The longer the better. The key here, if you're going to miss any ingredients do, with the bone broth, do not miss the apple cider vinegar the apple cider vinegar will seep the minerals out of the bone which will help to nourish the gut improve the gut health and really deliver those little micronutrients like 
manganese and chromium and selenium and boron and all the little things that really help the nervous system, help our ligaments, help our pain. And when we have the reduction of pain, we are going to sleep better when our body is healing and has those nutrients. We are going to sleep better. If you find yourself uh, during the night with restless leg syndrome, check in on your diet. Check in if you're having too many lentils. See if you're producing um, too much sulfur. So if you're a little bit more bloated and gassy, you might be having some um, sulfur-producing vegetables like uh, the Brussels sprouts or cauliflower. A lot of times now, the way that things are processed, we have difficulty with the processing of sulfur, and that will um, be produced a little bit more. And it'll give us restless leg syndrome. Same thing with that nightshade group, the, the peppers, the jalapenos, the sometimes eggplant, depending on the kind of the blood type and, and your background. Um, everybody's a bit unique, but uh, it will agitate sometimes symptoms of swelling. It'll agitate um, symptoms of arthritis or fibromyalgia. So kind of use that anti-inflammatory type diet um, during the night. Um, or any time after about 2 p.m., and you'll set yourself up for a great night's sleep. The bone broth that I put together there, I've been working on that recipe for a while. Uh, it's tried, tested, and true. I love adding the cumin in it. I love adding the different um, mustard seeds and, and mustard powders into it. It really makes a nice, flavorful, warming, kind of grounding broth. Uh, it's awesome at any time of the year. Um, so you can put it into any kind of a container. I like to go to the local uh, breweries, uh, grab the extra growler, the glass growlers, and then recycle those by pouring um, after filtering the bone broth into the growler. And then it's easy to use during the week. You can just pour yourself a cup, warm it up on the stovetop uh, or in the microwave if you're using that it's a it's a great way to start your night's sleep if you don't like bone broth or you're vegan you just rather use something a little bit more simple i've got some teas here that you can use um, there are several teas that can help promote relaxation and improve sleep quality one of the most common is the chamomile tea why is this um so effective well chamomile is a popular herb known for its calming and soothing properties it contains an antioxidant called apigenin um, the apigenin sorry I, I said that wrong the first time um, but uh, apigenin um, can promote sleepiness and reduce anxiety how can it do that? Are you sure, Matt? Like, what are you talking about? Well, um, I've been researching it a little bit further because it is so effective. And there are a ton of studies um, that I found on the National Institute of Health uh, and throughout PubMed. It shows that uh, this antioxidant um, does induce uh, muscle relaxation and sedation. So it's very effective in kind of shutting you down. Um, just before sleep. The second tea that's uh, great, um, it, it, personally, it doesn't really help me as much, but the valerian root tea 
is a is a great tea as well. Valerian root is a herb that has been used for centuries to improve to improve sleep. It contains compounds that can increase GABA levels in the brain, which promotes relaxation and reduces anxiety. I personally have more of a balanced level of GABA uh, through the, the testing that I've completed and through other easy-to-use tests like the Braverman test. Um, you, you can check that out on the uh, Braverman test. Just Google that. You can check out which um, neurotransmitter you are um, more dominant in or which one you're kind of re- uh, reduced in. Uh, but if you're if you're lower, the, the GABA levels in the brain or you're dominant with GABA, um, it promotes relaxation and reduces uh, anxieties. The third tea is lavender tea. Lavender tea is a is a fragrant herb. Um, obviously, we all love that smell. There's this little booth on the corner of Pender and Granville, downtown Vancouver. Uh, they've got this uh, lavender tent set up. They've got all kinds of soaps and dried lavender and lotions and teas and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's extremely fragrant. does have a calming effect on the body. Um, drinking lavender tea before bed can help reduce the stress and also promote better sleep. And then the last one is going to be passion flower tea. I find this one also pretty effective uh, for most people. Passion flower is a herb that ha- has been traditionally used to treat anxiety and insomnia. It contains compounds that also increase GABA, similar to the valerian root. And these both do promote relaxation and sleep quality. Personally, for me, I'm a blood type O. I, I have, uh, I think with the supplements that I take on a consistent basis, the BCAAs, the EAAs that I take consistently, um, the main thing that works for me is the chamomile tea. Um, like I've been saying, it, it's worth noting again that everybody's body reacts differently to different teas. So it's a good idea to experiment and see which one works best for you. Uh, and then consult with your naturopathic doctor, holistic nutritionist or um, dietitian to see if there are any new herbs or supplements that um, should be avoided uh, in your daily routine. A couple take home messages. Um, just want to do a short podcast. Uh, I didn't want to put anyone to sleep with this podcast, just ideas um, to promote sleep. So a couple things we need to do to uh, um, to avoid to get our better sleep. Uh, there is a blue light exposure that everyone talks about on our devices. The studies are are pretty good with it. I'm not completely sold on expose on the exposure of blue light to um, the impact on sleep and how we can narrow it down to specifically blue light. Um, some of the studies and the analytics uh, are a little bit weak, so I'm just going to reserve my input on that one uh, for now. So I just like to focus on things that I, I know for sure. So avoiding um, and consuming caffeine late in the day. So anytime after like 3 or 4 p.m. Because um, caffeine is the stimulant that can interfere with sleep. I know there at one point in my life I could have a coffee just before bed and fall asleep. 
that was more when I was going through like a adrenal burnout and extreme fatigue after going through all the school, working at least one job um, while going through school and just being kind of uh, overstimulated and extra stressed and tired. It showed up in my physical health. It showed up in my mental health. It showed up in my um, energy and my moods and all kinds of stuff. But um, it's best to avoid consuming the caffeinated drinks such as coffee, black teas, sodas, um, at least six hours before bed. Even some of the seltzer waters now um, might be having some hidden caffeine in it uh, because there are energy seltzers now. So just check on the label a little bit. Um, Darker chocolate sometimes or milk chocolate. Um, Darker chocolate is usually pretty... Uh, safe to use um, before bed just a little bit not too much and then uh, the milk chocolate might be um, more irritating to the gut and to the pain and to the inflammation so I'd stay away from those before sleep and then avoid heavy meals close to bedtime why some some people like to like what do you mean after I have that big turkey dinner at Thanksgiving or at the holidays I need a nap. I got that itis. Um, yes, but eating a large, heavy meal close to bedtime can cause discomfort and make it difficult to fall asleep. It changes your blood sugar levels, changes the insulin um, th- that's uh, fluctuating throughout the body, So, uh, which will irritate sleep. You might get some bad, um, bad bladder or bowel irritation uh, might wake wake you up during the night from that so um, if you do get hungry before bed choose a light snack that won't cause digestive discomfort such as like a small piece of fruit or a a small serving of um, like greek yogurt or something something a little bit fattier that's why for myself i like to go with that kind of uh, quenching bone broth it's got the flavor it's got the fat it's got the kind of the saltiness uh, and it's not too heavy, and um, the fat actually helps to to put people to sleep as well. That's why the the yogurt suggested. Wrapping up here, so um, two tips for sleep hygiene: stick to a consistent sleep schedule. So I've got an alarm set on my phone um, through the iPhone that will uh, remind me, okay, it's time to go to bed gives me a nice little jingle try to go to bed and wake up that at the same time every day even on the weekends i know like friday nights saturday nights we like to kind of loosen up a little bit but and that's all great it's building community but um, try to keep it as consistent as possible this helps regulate your body's internal clock and can improve the quality of your sleep if you if you know you're going out Try to sneak in a, a little nap. Try to sneak in like a little 10-minute nap. Naps are healthy. Uh, I know that there's um, some subgroups out there that don't really like naps at all. But there's all kinds of data on um, the benefit of, of napping um, to recharge, help clear the mind, and help, um, help with that uh, vagus nerve stimulation. Create a relaxing sleep environment make your bedroom a calming comfortable place to sleep by reducing noise and light pollution Uh, get those blackout curtains not um, 
when you get into curtains, when you get into like Bed Bath and Beyond or Jisk uh, or um, any kind of uh, furniture store, there are levels of the blinds. There's our levels of the light pollution that gets through the blinds. So level one and two, simply not good enough. Um, level three and four, try to go for the level four. They're a little bit more expensive. Those um, thicker, heavy-duty blinds, they will fully black out light, uh, and you will thank me for it. It will be a game-changer. Consider using earplugs uh, or white noise machines um, to reduce noise levels. That's if you're in like a busy kind of downtown lifestyle where there's a lot of erratic noise, um, like sirens or buses or beeping or people or little kind of thing. Um, that's where I would do that. If you're a little bit more um, suburban, uh, you won't need those as much unless you're on like a, a busier street. Um, so just try to focus on the light first and then keep your bedroom cool and comfortable uh, and cooler temperatures can promote better sleep. I know with uh, this type of year and, and furnaces kicking in throughout the winter and, and all that kind of stuff, it's tough to, um, to regulate. But just try to play with the thickness and the level of um, duvet cover or comforter cover that you use. And um, lastly, what you can do if you've got that physical pain, if you've been working out, um, if you've got that extra stress levels, at this time of year, you can do a little bit of light massage using magnesium oil, um, different rubs with magnesium in it um, that can help supplement along with the teas and the bone broth. Just simply rub the oil on your temples, on the back of your neck, just below kind of the hairline. Um, if there's a little bit of lavender in it, you could rub it just below your nose to kind of increase that um, inhalation of the relaxation uh, and you can rub it also on your wrists and your ankles with some of the traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture points um, being at those places and any other sore point on your body if your elbows are bugging you um, if your knees or or shins or or feet uh, use the magnesium oil rub it in give yourself a nice little like uh massage you can you can warm up the oil just a little bit which will also uh help out or just rub it in your hand before applying it onto your body that uh that's what we do with the therapy at work and it, it gives like just a little bit of a nicer sensation and i have a little cheesy joke here to finish up the podcast why did the insomniac refuse to believe that sleeping was everybody's favorite activity because they couldn't sleep on the idea. Dad Joe. Thank you for listening today. Again, check out the website for the, the different recipe about the bone broth. I threw up a couple recipes on there. I'm going to keep adding them onto that. If you got some physical pain and you're wondering more about nutrition, check out some of the nutritional programs on the website, activesolutionsmedicine.com. Um, and hopefully something on there will help uh, with your sleep, help with your physical pain, 
And all of that combined will help with your your mental health and get you further um, along the route. And if you haven't listened, go back to um, episode 17 where I talk about those zones, the mental health zones, zone 2, 3, 4, 5, about um, zone 2 being about kind of more in that lower state, uh, longer term vision, and uh, zone 5, that kind of higher anxiety um, state. The more I think about that and the more I present that in clinic and the more uh, I'm using that kind of communication with people, it's really easing off the impact of those changes in the moods. So if the people are coming in and they are in that kind of anxious state and I connect with them about being in zone five, what can you get down? What can you do to get down to a zone three? kind of easy concept to to manage and navigate and they are wanting to get back into that zone three and those people who are in that zone two a little bit kind of demotivated confused concerned depressed sad just kind of lower energy um that kind of fomo what's happening where am i why are these people in a better spot than me that kind of Dialogue, that negative dialogue in your head, those ants, those autonomic negative thoughts, like just impacting you. Get that long term vision, get that mindset right, and a proper night's sleep will help set that up. Healthy diet that you can check out in the other episodes early on about um, eating for your blood type, eating with. Um, the anti-inflammatory kind of thing in mind it was on episode 12 that nutrition is critical um, for your mental health and for your physical health and your pain levels so thank you for listening today that is the bottom rock podcast